Hi, Tammy. What's up, Caitlin? You ready for our next episode? Oh, boy, am I. So last week, if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and stop this episode. Listen to number three first uh, because we, this is kind of a two-part series. Um, Human Trafficking Awareness and Slavery Awareness Month is in January. So we got a chance to sit down and talk to someone from A21, which is an organization aimed at combating human trafficking as well as aiding in the rescue and recovering recovery of um, human trafficking victims. Um, so definitely take a chance if you don't get to, if you haven't yet um, listened to that episode, it's got a lot of really important information. We're going to touch base on a little bit on some of it today too, um, but we're going to jump into human trafficking and talk a little bit about a couple of books that I have read from human trafficking victims um, who've written books and memoirs about their experiences. Um, and so I'll, I'll talk a lot about that. And then Tammy's had a chance to speak with some some great resources as well, right? Who have you talked with? Um, I've been talking with local um, law enforcement. Ah. Um, so we have some detectives. Of course, uh, we're going to keep their identities from y'all. Sorry, but a lot of what they do is undercover. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've got to pick their brains a little bit about what's going on here locally for us. We live in the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So, yeah. So yeah. I think you've got some really good information, mm-hmm, too. Can't mm-hmm. wait to hear some of that. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us today, and we'll get right into it. Last week, I had a chance to talk with Nikki Dutton from A21. And, um, you know, Tammy, I know you weren't part of that interview. So I'm curious, what were some of your takeaways from that? So first, let me just say my mind was absolutely blown. Um, Truly, because I mean, if, if, if you all are like us, when you hear of human trafficking, and I really never called it human trafficking. I always mm-hmm. referenced it as sex trafficking. Yeah, same, same. Um, I, I had no idea that there was a whole nother market for us, so to speak. I mean, you kind of think of like, well, um, what is the black market for our organs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's another version of it too. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is. another version of human trafficking. So you're like, okay, they want my organs. We've all seen the, you know, the, the movies based on that. Um, and then the sex trafficking, you know, and, and when she talked about the movie taken, yeah, that's exactly kind of what, mm-hmm. what you think about, um, when you think of sex trafficking. Um, but I had no idea that people were, being held against their will for like labor yeah, um, or having to pay back a debt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so my mind is kind of, I'm like, well, what do you mean you have to pay back a debt? How do you not, do you not go to your other nine to five? Like I'm just really, I was confused. Yeah. So that is, I can actually answer that question a little bit because the two books. So let me first say off the bat, the two books that I have read are in pursuit of love by Rebecca Bender, who is a local survivor. And hopefully one day we get a chance to talk to her on our podcast, but she is very in demand because she speaks publicly about this all the time. So I, we weren't able to get on her calendar yet, but hopefully down the line we'll have her on our podcast too. Um, her book is amazing. Go, go 
you know, give it a read. It's on Audible. Both of my, you know, I'm going to reference a lot of Audible books because that's how I read. I consume by audio. Um, and the other one is a book called Let Me Go by Caitlin Spencer. Um, Caitlin with a C, not with a K. And I do believe that, that is a like kind of a stage name. I don't think that's her actual name. She's got some um, autonomy there, but um they were both really good. So um, both of them were trafficked in a little bit different ways. Um, but to answer your question about paying off a debt, um, basically their traffickers will like, for instance, with both of them, they buy them clothes or they buy them, um, you know, to make them be more appealing to the buyers, basically, mm-hmm. um, designer clothes and designer bags and give them a place to live or a car to drive. And there's this, they never really get much if any money from the transactions but there's they're always trying to like wrap up a quote unquote an invisible debt that they are forcing upon them that they will never repay to them so they have like they have belongings that they give to them and they force them to use and then they you know say well okay now that's a debt you have to repay like for instance with Rebecca Bender when she um she started a relationship with this man she thought she was in a great relationship um, he was going to be moving to Las Vegas. She was going to go with him. He paid for all the moving expenses and everything. And they get there and they were in a straight up relationship. She thought she was in love and he completely had her snow. And he gets her out of her comfort zone, um, out to Vegas. And he pulls up to this basically escort service and is like, all right, now you got to work it off. I put all this money towards this moving here. I need you to, to, on your keep. And that's how he started trafficking her. And so there was, she could never pay down this invisible debt because they were always adding to it. There was always something that she had to pay off. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, but I have, I guess I, I don't know if we can answer this because you said you, you did read her book. I did. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I was paying attention. Um, does it, I mean, cause that's kind of very odd to me. Obviously it's odd to anybody, but yeah. so he pulls up, he says, <clears throat> you need to, you need to become basically a prostitute, I'm assuming, right? Like she, yeah, sort yeah. But I mean, it, it, well, she she must have been held against her will because anyone's going to say, "Oh, hold up, dude! Uh, no, this isn't happening. I don't care what you spent on me. I'm not doing it." So was she held captive? Like, I mean, what? I mean, in a sense, because she had no money and no way to get back home, and so like that was she figured, okay, well, I'll I'll go do this one thing and it'll pay the debt, and then I'll be fine and we'll get back to our normal life. And it just never went back. And it was, it becomes abusive too. Um, She had a daughter. And so the daughter was there through actually, well, Rebecca had a daughter at the beginning. Caitlin ended up with two daughters in the middle of all this, but um, it, uh, you know, he, he convinces her that he's in love with her. And there's like a real narcissistic mind Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. F at play here because um, he convinces her like, Oh, we're happy. Things are great. I love you. I want things with you. And then like, he'll abuse her. It just becomes a really domestic violence situation. And so she's convinced like, this is what she has. This is, this is love, even though it's not really love. And it's hard. I think it's hard to imagine if you've never been in a situation like that. And I mean, I find myself a really, really strong person and that it would be hard for me in a situation to be like, okay, yeah, I wouldn't just walk away from that. But I, you know, I'll be honest, I found myself not in a a physically abusive situation, but there was a guy that I dated for about six months. And, um, there were things that he did in our relationship, uh, that were very narcissistic. And I look back and I'm like, how in the hell did I let all that go on? Um, you know, I, he tried to isolate me much like they do in these situations. Um, he, 
kind of tried to get in between my relationships. He almost ruined my friendship with my best friend. Um, there were times like I remember him saying when he saw me, like, oh, when I saw you, I just thought, oh, she's a girl who needs to be loved. And I remember thinking at the time, like, that's a really weird statement. Yeah. But maybe that was his way of trying to be romantic. And then looking back, it was his way, like, he identified me as somebody he could manipulate. Correct. Yeah. And so I think that that's it. They prey on these vulnerabilities for these uh, women in sex trafficking situations. Um because like he, they see a vulnerability, like they want to have a spouse. They want to have a family. They want this unit. And so they, he prayed on that particular thing mm. for Rebecca. Uh, Caitlin's was a little bit different. I'll go into her situation in a little bit, but in this particular situation, he prayed on that vulnerability when it came to Rebecca. And then once she was in it, it was so abusive. And so, I mean, there was this like invisible doubt line that we were talking about that she just never really felt like she could get out of it. And she did get out a couple of times and, you know, I'll go back into those details later, but. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it was mind, mind boggling for me is that she had the ability to leave. And I think yeah. that that is the case for a lot of, I'm um, just talking in with, you know, my, my law enforcement peeps, um, they do have the ability to leave, yeah. but you are so brainwashed. And exactly. so is that, is that kind of what, yes. so she was not held necessarily against her will physically. Right. She was just convinced that she had to stay in that. Okay. Yeah. Right. And even the, her first situation was the least abusive situation that she had been in because a lot of traffickers will also trade you to other oh, traffickers. Shit. And then it becomes more and more abusive. Like she was beat within inches of her life at times. And so sometimes especially in domestic violence situations. I don't know if you've heard this, but when you leave, it's the most dangerous time. That's when you are most at risk is leaving. Oh, I bet. So it's they don't want to you leave. to leave. Yeah. Right. It's hard to leave because that's when it becomes most dangerous for you. It's like trying to get out of a game. Yeah. And at one yeah. time Rebecca left, went back to, I think, well, I can't remember exactly Portland. Maybe I can't remember. She was going back to her family and he found her. He came out and found her and brought her back to Vegas. Oh, Jesus. And so, you know, it's, I can't even imagine being in a situation like that where you literally cannot escape. No. And, and, and it, when you um, said she left and, and I thought you were going to say she went back just because a lot of, I, I think everybody's seen that show made on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's so good. Okay, well, I won't, I won't do any That's spoilers, okay. but <laughs> there is a time when um, she is like in that, um, Say, what do they call it? Like the abusive, the sen- that, like a safe house or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With, for the, with, where the women and the children go. And her friend uh, goes back to the abusive relationship and she says to the lady running, you know, the, the, the little safe house, I don't even know what it's called. Um, why? Why did she go back? Why would she go back to that? And that mm-hmm. lady says the average um, person or woman leaving yeah. a relationship will go back eight times before she actually leaves That's probably close because to you have no life. resources you have yeah. nothing like how do you take care of yourself so okay. um so for her yeah I mean you I didn't realize how me- much of a mental game this was I yeah. literally thought these people were chained to like furnaces yeah. and being held against their will um we had um a what are we, are we going to call it sex trafficking? They tried to, they tried to say it was a sex trafficking house near us. Yeah. Um, it was busted twice. Yes. And the women had, they were driving Rolls Royces and Mercedes and BMWs and they were able to leave and there were children mm-hmm. in the house. And I just remember going, how is that a sex trafficking house? I thought they would bring, bring like, 
you know, um, women out in shackles. That's what I really thought was going to, I was like in an underground basement where, you know, you have little rooms separated by curtains and mattresses on the floor. Yeah. That's how I always imagined it too. No, no. So it is, I do. Um, and that really, that spoke to, that was consistent with what my law enforcement, um, what are we, what are we going to call him during this? Um, the officer. Yeah. The officer. Well, my, my insider, um, my source, what he said, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what he said too, that the, these women are out and about with us. I'm, I'm just going to reference women a lot. I know that there are 71% of this is women and it right. is mostly sex trafficking. That's why we see so much around that. Well, so. the sex industry, it's such a, um, and you guys said, you know, it's a billion dollar, I think $150 billion. It's disgusting. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the problem is because it's such a lucrative business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not just we can sit here and go bad, bad, bad uh, sex traffickers and human traffickers. They, they wouldn't be doing this if they didn't have customers. Absolutely. So, you know, everybody watch your husband. I'm just kidding. Catch my husband trying to do that now. I'll be like, uh, shut it down. And then I kill him and bury him in my backyard. But don't look in my backyard. Well, we can do the foldable coffin, like, because I'm yes, a social media, the bookcase yes. coffin. The bookcase that turns into a coffin. I <laughs> Go mean, check it out on our Facebook if you haven't seen it, what I'm talking about. I mean, yes, yes, look on our look on our Facebook. But if you if we needed that if we needed that bookcase later, I think that we would just have to, like, pull them out of the, the coffin and yeah. just place them in the dirt. <laughs> yes. You, you've had enough. It's recycled. Yeah. I need we'll my, upcycle. My books need a place to sit. Um, but no, so that you're I mean, not worth in my bookcase coffin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to wrap you in some, in some like blankets or something. Yeah. Put you on in there. A shower curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that would hold in all the juices. This is a new podcast we're creating. How we commit murder. <laughs> how we would do the job. Yeah. Didn't we read a book on, on some, yeah. Weren't you reading the OJ book on that? At some yeah. point? I think she's going to touch on that. Um, if I had did it or if I'd done it or something like that. How? Um, more like he did do it. If I did it is what it was called. Yeah, he did do it. How I did it is what it should have been called. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Don't even get me started on OJ. That's a whole other subject. I know. Um, podcast episode on him. Yeah. The, okay. So, but yeah, the, the, the industry is so lucrative, um, that these women, they're coming out of these, um, you know, they're lower income areas there yeah. because they're seeing, they're seeing this opportunity. Well, I can drive a nice car because there's I a can, vulnerability there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, so they, that's a capitalize big on. one. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> yeah. that was, that was kind of, um, I, I wanted to know if, you know, how, to, how they, they're stuck in this and it's not, they're not being held against their will physically. Yeah. Um, it's more emotional and, and mentally. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then I was shocked that you all said 29% of these people are men. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that definitely, I mean, there are men being sex trafficked as well. No doubt. Um, is it cause there's a market for it. There's a market yeah. for kids. There's a market for women. Yeah. There's a market yeah. for men. Um, but I would say the majority of them are going to be for labor probably. But, um, I mean, either way, again, it's that they're preying on a vulnerability. These are very manipulative, um, people who are, finding that vulnerability and finding a way to keep you feeling in debt, like we were saying, mm-hmm. so that you can never work that debt off and get out of the game. Mm-hmm. You, you have to escape. There's no other way to do it. Um, and sometimes that's not even a possibility. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, and the kids thing, I think we'll touch a little bit on that, but I do think that's something that we can cover a whole 
other episode on on kids being trafficked mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, it is not that you know the women and men are but children. I mean, they're children. They, they're absolutely they have no say in it. Yeah, whatsoever. But a lot of um, I, I was shocked to see that there are a lot of kids in these environments, even if they are not themselves right. the victim. But yes. mom is, you know what I mean? So there are, ch- so these children, they go to school with our kids. They do. I was just, I was very, very shocked to yeah. see. Um, and that is, you know, when um, Nikki had said, we have got to create awareness so that we can have these conversations right. because so that these children that go to school can bring this up to their teacher and say, you know, this is going on at my house. Yeah. Or your, your kids can identify that their friends have this right. going on. Right. So it's, it's just, yeah, it was, um, it was super crazy. And then my other takeaway was the internet, y'all, the internet. They are not, you know, again, and y'all can say, well, Tammy, you're crazy and you've been under a rock, but I'm, I'm thinking, well, we're getting, we're literally getting snatched up in the parking lots. Like that's (laughs) where we're, you know what I mean? I'm going to go, I got to make sure I have my keys in my hand so I can stab somebody in the eye. Right. That's not. It's so it's going to be more of your Danny Corwins. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much traffickers. I mean, those not to say that those don't happen, but the majority of the situations trafficking-wise are not these, like, They're on the freaking internet. Situations. Yeah, it's all internet. It's all internet. I mean, we joke, I, I joke about the catfishing, but, I mean, <laughs> in a sense, like, that's what it is. They're yeah. pretending to be someone they're not. Um, I know, you know, the lover boy term was used, but, I mean, mm-hmm. that's exactly what's happening, especially with all these online dating sites. And I was watching... Um, watch a lot of shows I get on my treadmill and I just watch shows (laughs) but they were talking about there's a show I can't remember what it's called but it's on Hulu and it's it's about I think it's like it's a documentary on dating in the app you know on on these um dating apps yeah it's crazy and yeah and it's it's you know how many women talk and come out and say they were roofied Mm -hmm. they were raped they was yeah we have got to be I know I know a lot of people probably have met online and, Mm -hmm. and but it has just created and it's opened a door for a whole new, and it's made yeah. it easier, in my opinion, because you can be whoever you want to be in behind a keyboard. Absolutely. And 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 so yeah, I mean, it's yep. just that is that's something huge. I have a 16 year old daughter, mm-hmm. and you know, I tell her things like, you know, I don't I don't allow social media apps. I just don't because yes. uh, I'm like, you know, Snapchat. They think that they take a little quick picture of it, and it's gone forever, and it's not. Or, you know, who the hell are they talking to? Yeah. Well, and so I have younger daughters and they have, a, I'm not going to say what the app's name is because, you know, once you open for my kids, but they, they're on, it's not a TikTok app, but it's similar to that for kids. And I recently went on there. She's my stepdaughter. So I, you know, she was telling me about this and I went on myself and created an account so that I can like watch her little butt on there, but she, her profile's not private. And so I reached out to her mom and was like, did you, did you know you can make this a private account? Because Anybody can follow her. Anybody can watch what she's doing. And like, that makes me nervous as hell. You know, I don't think that pedophiles are are not watching. I just, I'm going to tell you right now they are Um, in in everything. I, before I started to get into real estate, I was actually wanting to be a forensic psychologist. So I studied a lot of serial killers and a lot of rapists and a lot of pedophiles. Mm -hmm. And they do things you wouldn't even imagine to see your kids. Oh, yeah. um, I'm the mom that if a guy, and I'm sorry, I'm that mom, but if a guy is sitting by himself in his car or at, at the park, oh, yeah, no. I'm like, why are you at the park? Because there's, <laughs> you know, there, yeah, no, I mean, there, I love that you do that. I've taken, I've studied cases where 
these individuals will go there just to catch your little girl or your little boy we'll coming down the slide. Yeah. With their sli- I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah. So that they can see them do the splits. They can get a peek of their underwear, take pictures. Yes. But they're trying to fulfill this, you know, sexual desire. And they're yeah. looking at your kids. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm that mom. My, my daughter was not allowed to wear a bikini. And even now, I wish she wouldn't um, wear a bikini until she was 15, 16 years old. And not because I think that this three-year-old girl is going to have some, you know, um, be, you know, be the skank on, on, in yeah. the, in the pool. I, I know that men are there yeah. and they're Let's looking the and I don't want to give them anything to see mm-hmm. cover up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you guys really, we have to think about that, but they're, so they're obviously looking for, they're looking for people, attributes and certain people right. to prey upon mm-hmm. them. Um, and it, it goes anywhere in anything in life. I tell my kids and I tell, you know, my daughter, especially do not be in your phone while you're walking in the store. Do not be in your phone while you're in the parking lot because people yeah. are looking for you to not be paying That's attention and to, and they're trying to prey upon that. Mm-hmm. Be aware of your surroundings, but you know, now you have this internet stuff. So, I mean, I haven't been, I haven't, I was married long before the, the social, the dating yeah. apps came out. <laughs> I'm like 19. She married young. I married very young. So I, I didn't, I didn't dabble into any of that, but I so don't really know how it works. Yeah. But I'm sure, I mean, did you meet some crazies? Oh my God. They're all crazy. I didn't, yeah, most of them are crazy. In fact, there was a, there was a, I, I joke about this and it's probably not uh, something I should joke about, but I would go on a date and I would send a picture to somebody, my best friend, my sister, whoever was, you know, around that night and just say, here's the picture of what I'm wearing. Here's where I'm going. Here's the mm. picture and the phone number of the person that I'm meeting. And in case I get end up in a trunk tonight, here's all the details. Yeah. And I mean, that was my, like, if I get stuck in a trunk text message, notoriously, you know, we would giggle about it, but it was always a possibility. And there was one guy that I went out with once, um, who we were just sitting, having a drink at a bar and he kept saying, I am not a drinker. And I definitely don't want to put myself in a situation with somebody I don't know. So I would have a a soda, Dr. Pepper, my, you know, signature drink. Yeah. And he was like, how come you're not having a drink? And he was, you know, flirty about it. Um, I don't, he wasn't like this big, strong man or anything like that. But um, I remember he just kept pushing like, okay, well, let's play this game of pool or something. And if, if I win, then you, you are going to have a drink. And mm. I was like, you can buy the drink all you want. I'm not having the drink. Yeah. So yeah. if that's what you want to play on, go right ahead. And of course I didn't win because I can't, I, you know, I, he was better at pool than me and he, he insisted on buying a drink and we were next to a bar and there was like different bar locations at this spot. And he went to a bar away from me to buy this drink oh, and then came back with it. Them. And I was like, he kept saying, why aren't you having a sip? Why aren't you? So I pretended to have a sip. And I was like, would you just back off? Yeah. And you know, he kept poking. He was waiting for you to like go he to sleep. Was. He, I for sure it was drugged. Yeah. There's no way yeah. it wasn't. Like, why aren't you and I was like, like this guy thinks I'm some kind of dumb that I'm going to take this drink from him. And, you know, I say that, but there are plenty of people who would have taken the drink without him. Oh, for sure. About it. I'm like, I'm for not sure. too many crime shows for this brother. <laughs> so, you know, you didn't like fake dead like that one girl on the <laughs> no. Danny Harwin episode? I was like, time for me to go. It's eight o'clock bedtime. Bye. Yeah. You know, and of course I never heard from him again because he didn't get what he wanted out of that day. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, didn't, um, he didn't get to roofie you. Yeah. Just. Be on guard, ladies. Oh, for sure. Be on guard. Sure. But I do eventually want to like look into some dating crime, um, a dating app crime. Yeah, so we can delve into all. Of oh, it's bad. You also have got stories, girl. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I can't remember what it's called, but it's on Hulu. Um, and each episode has a story, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, be glad you didn't have to be part of that world. 
least we married the men that we married. We met in real life before we started dating them. Yeah, um, we already knew I have crazy stories. Yeah, no one can really fault us because we already knew their. They we knew crazy. they're crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. My husband hid his crazy till we got married, and he admits that every day. Uh, my husband hid <laughs> him for that. Like, I remember, dipping? I legit, we, my daughter was a year old, and, I, and we were on a road trip, and he started dipping. And I'm like, excuse you. And he's like, I've been dipping my whole life. I'm like, not the last three years. <laughs> we're, yeah. Who I, I'm just, yeah. Well, that yeah. stops quickly, because I'm like, do you want your teeth to broaden? Do you want to die? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I just, there were a lot of things that, um, I hope that we can create some awareness uh, if you guys were yeah. like us, thinking that. Uh, you know, this, this kind of happens in a kidnapping type situation. It'll, it'll make you be on guard in a different way. Yeah. In a different way. Because they're very manipulative. Mm -hmm. Um, And some things that she was talking about too, especially like with COVID, they have to like change their tactics all the time. Um, (laughs) Well, and yeah, I mean that too, but they, you know, law enforcement catches on to what they're doing and um, they changed, they changed Mm. the way that they do things. Um, but I think that it made it more difficult for the exposure, right? So people who normally like we could pick them out and say like, this is happening. We were, they were seeing people less unless they were customers. They were, you know, it's hard. It's hard to catch something you can't see if you're not out in public. I mean, me, I still really don't go into the grocery store unless I have to I'll order my groceries. So, you know, there's less opportunity for us to see these kind of things going on. And it it leaves these people a lot more in danger. I didn't think about that. So, um, yeah, just, I mean, scary statistics that she presented and stuff. Um, you know, what's interesting too, because we talked a little bit about the labor trafficking, Mm -hmm. um, when we were talking, you know, with Nikki last week, but, um, the book I read about Caitlin Spencer, it was actually out of the UK and, um, the way that they got her, she was 14 and the school, her parents moved her, to, you know, they just moved because her parents jobs or whatever. And the school there didn't have room for her. So she was kind of just at home at 14 bored and thought, well, you know what, maybe I'll go get a job. So she tried finding a job at every word, kept turning her down because she was too young. And, um, where the hell that. was this? It was in the UK. Oh, it was in England, gonna, I believe. Okay, because I'm like, well, yeah. here in the States, you don't yeah. whether it was years ago. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it wasn't recent, um, probably within the last 40 years, but, you know, different school systems over there. I don't know how it is, but she, there wasn't space in the school that she wanted to. Maybe it was a private school. She didn't really go into that. But um, so she finally, like one day she was looking through the newspaper and saw this job for an opening for a model and so she called and this guy started asking her all the questions well, how old are you and mm-hmm. you know um you know if you're home because she unfortunately she said well I'm home now like my parents are at work whatever so he said okay well I'll come over and yeah. I'll take a look and he took these pictures of her and then he coerced her and she's 14 I mean I know when I was 14 I was naive and I I don't know that I would have responded differently if I were her um you, you like to hope that you would but you never know and you know, he ended up taking naked pictures of her and mm. held those over her head and mm. said, well, do you want me to send these to your mom? And mm. he started out by raping her and he'd just show oh up and rape her in school gosh. days. And, and eventually it was like, then he'd bring her to a friend's house, quote unquote. And, you know, it, it just, it got very violent for her. Um, and she was very, very trapped in these situations because it was like from the age 14. And I remember thinking in this book, like her mom, it eventually came out that her mom knew what was going on. Cause these people pick her up at her own home. 
And one day, one day this guy comes in and was like this 40 year old man sitting on the couch waiting for her teenage daughter. And she's like, I've had enough of this. You people need to go. I'm going to call the police. And so, you know, Caitlin is like, she's had enough of this. So wait a minute. She's aware and she hasn't tried to stop what's going on. So how long has she been aware that this is going on? And why hasn't she protected me? And all of this. Wow. Yeah. It was, oh, that one was a very really in hard one to kind of read. Pieces, yeah. So this one, she's lured in by a job. And that's a that's, false job. And that seems to be a lot of what's going on too. These jobs, yeah. because everything again is online. Yeah. So how do you um, identify legit jobs with, you know what I mean? Because right. Thank you. Internet. I mean, it's a wonderful thing, but it, it also isn't, um, see again, you can, I can post a job. I can yeah. put a job posting, you know, for pretty much anything yeah. out there. And I liked that you all talked about how to, uh, what the red flags, I mean, how to see those red flags, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm applying for this job, but this doesn't sound right. And this doesn't sound right. And if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Um, and if you can't, you know, if there's no physical location, if they don't have an office, if they don't have, you know, this working from home stuff. Yeah. And there's a ton of working from home stuff right now. And I, I mean, my, my real I job, I work from a, for a small business myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think you can still do your research, right? So if this job, they should have a website. They should have, I say that our website isn't even up yet. <laughs> we're not looking to hire people. We're not running out fake drop posts. We're not roofing anybody. Um, you know, we'll take a look, see if there's customer reviews and um, things like that. So, I mean, most of the time you're going to find stuff online. If this job is a legitimate job, um, but, you know, if you can't find information on the company before you go to an interview, don't do it. Yeah. It, just, it could very well be valid, but it's just not worth Bring someone along. We have them wait yeah. in the dang car. I mean, I've had many times where I've had my husband or I've had a teammate wait yeah, in the true. car because I have to show someone that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, true. Take someone with you. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just keeping yourself safe. And, and unfortunately, you know, for us, um, you know, growing up in the eighties, we had our, ours was just, be careful when you play outside because somebody's going to pull up and, and kidnap you. Yeah. Now it's like this whole, we have to be careful pretty much anything and everything. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful applying for a job. Yeah. I got to be careful dating. Like it's, it's just, <laughs> are you dating again? Have you told I was, yeah, I know. If I, I tell my husband that if God forbid something should happen, should happen to him, I will never date. I, I'm good. <laughs> I am good. I will live my days as a crazy little dog lady. I am, but I would be allowed to get more dogs because he would not be there stopping me. I think Michelle and I would interview you. Yeah, well, Michelle is, yeah, Michelle, I, I kind of want to, there's another dog in my way. I know you are. But uh, I've been told I will, you know, get killed in my sleep. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of, it was eye, it was eye-opening. And then yeah. using all these, you know, Facebook, they have Instagram. It's not just dating apps. There are other apps that they are using um, to lure, um, people into this. Yeah. So speaking of social media, um, I know it wasn't really social media, but there was that text exchange that, that, um, Nikki and I read back and forth. That was part of their resources, um, where the, you know, it was this, it was actually a girl. And then there was a boy that she was chatting with and, you know, we went back and forth and talking about, you know, they, they just use the vulnerabilities of a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's fighting with her parents. So we're going to plan the vulnerability. And he says, um, you know, what school do you go to? The one by the yeah. baseball fields. And that's the other thing too. Like with my daughter being on this social media app ish, 
um, I said to her, I'm like, whatever you do, please don't put anything identifying on. Don't wear a school shirt. Don't, you know, have anything in the background that might show your street sign or, you know, where you go to school or anything at all. Well, Just be really yeah, the careful. name on the backpack is a big, back, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if yeah, you're still doing that. My kids are a little older, but um, yeah, the name on the backpack was such a cool thing to do until someone told me, don't do that. You don't want somebody to show up to the school and know your kid's name and be like, hey, yeah, that's a good point. Hey, little Joey, you know, um, your mom sent me here. And it's like, well, how do you know my name? I actually have a password. My kids, yes. like, yeah, my kids have a password. Um, because I tell, and I, and I am that mom, I'm sorry, but I'm like, if someone pulls over and says that I'm sick in a hospital, um, first of all, I'm not sending anybody. You're going to walk home. But because um, <laughs> I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. these are the three people that you're allowed to go with. Anybody else? If they don't have, like, don't even, I'm like, just keep walking. Chances are good. If you're sick in the hospital, the the three people on your call list are not sick in the hospital with yeah. you and will be taking your kids yeah, up. Yeah, because I'll call the school before I call somebody that I don't Absolutely. think, you know, hold them there. Yes. So, but, you know, you just have to, yeah, so we have a password. And if they don't know the password, yeah. um, and the password is something so ridiculous that you would have, you would never be able, but yeah, but that's, we had an attempted in our neighborhood, I think it was probably about eight or nine years ago. Um, a little girl was walking home from the elementary school. Um, it was after an extracurricular activity and a guy pulled up in a pickup truck and said, Hey, your mom's sick. She, or she's in a hospital and she, yeah, she needs, she needs me. And thankfully she just ran. And that is my, that is my tactic because I would rather get shot and killed on the street than go and have to do whatever they think that. And I tell my kids that let them shoot you where you stand. Because I would never be able to imagine that happening to you. Um, because what, whatever they're going to do to you, if they get you in the car, is going to be far worse mm-hmm. than if by the off chance they shoot you, which they won't because they don't want to draw attention to themselves. Yeah. Um, they're going to do, I mean, you'd rather just let me go there, Jesus. Yeah. I'll come see you right now. But yeah. yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not getting in the car. Yeah. And you know, it's funny you say you're that mom. Be that mom. Be that mom. I'm not having these conversations. Because they're, you know, I have my my sons are younger. Um, They're in preschool right now. And, um, you know, obviously they're not the littlest ones. But I don't let them be pictured on social media. And (laughs) I know my kids are cute. (laughs) Maybe they're not the cutest kids in the world. I don't know. But you never know what kind of predator is on their public Facebook looking at pictures of kids so that they can figure out who to, to go, you know, pick up. And I, I love the daycare workers, but I can't imagine for, for what they're being paid that they're going to lay their life on the line for my kid. Uh, hell, half the time. And I love, you know, I have my, I love teachers. I love teachers absolutely. in law enforcement, but I wouldn't blame them. Tell you it suck, but I wouldn't blame them. Some of these are teachers. Oh, so true. I, again, yes. forensic psychology, yes. these individuals choose lines of work that most of the time involve children. Yeah. They volunteer at churches. Absolutely. Do not let your child go to the bathroom by your, by their self, whether male or female. I don't give two craps. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. Don't let them do these things. You have got to be on your on guard. I mean, my earth science teacher in high school, I remember I graduated yeah. a few years after and my mom's like, didn't you have this guy as your teacher? And I'm like, that's my earth science teacher. Child porn. Yeah. Not just the distributing. My school. Yeah. Not just distributing, making oh child porn. So, I mean, and I'm not saying every day, guys, I mean, like I said, I'm, but you just, you never know where you're at or what yeah. you, you have to, we have to, our kids are relying on us to keep them safe. But these conversations, if you don't have these conversations with your kids, like what, it, where, where's my no, no spot? Where's my, this, what, if some, then they're not going to know. They're my four-year-old already like hides behind her. It's like, mom, I need my privacy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't want, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to see it anyway. But, yeah. but girl, go to the bathroom and, and damned if their ass is already in the bathroom. And be like, my 13 year old was following me. He's like talking to me about Call of Duty because he's trying to get me to play Call of Duty. And I'm walking in the bathroom. I literally go into the bathroom and I'm like, yes, I'm about to poop. He just, but not a, not a like. Yeah, it doesn't stop. Yeah, didn't skip a beat. That's and funny. then Call of Duty, and then this and this. You see and, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, I'm about to poop, man. So, um, yeah, no, I think that was just, yeah, just being more aware of that this isn't, this isn't happening in the traditional. Well, and I think uh, we're good parents who are very aware of this stuff and our kids probably hate the fact that we're up their butts, but we'll thank us for it later. But not every kid has that. Obviously, I mean, look at Caitlin Spencer's book. Her parents were pretty much aware that it was, this was going on and didn't do anything was she, to stop did she come it. From a, and I'm not saying, I'm just, I'm wondering, was she coming from a lower income area where the parents were kind of like, um, hoping that this kind of supplemented some income because. Yeah. Well, she never saw a dime of it. I mean, hers was, oh, hers was incredibly abusive too. Um, it was a really hard book to read. I mean, Rebecca was, she was, she was a mom by the time. Um, she was in her, I think in her twenties when she started being trafficked, she, you know, started out as a stripper, um, to supplement income. So she figured, okay, well, I guess that's one, what's know, the extra step. One more step. Yeah. I mean, you know, not that I, she felt gross. She didn't want to do it, but she did it to like pay the debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin's was very much different. She started at age 14 and was just had this, like these naked pictures of her held over her head. Do you really want to show your mom? They're not going to be happy with you. And you know, he used that vulnerability, obviously very different situations, different vulnerabilities. They just prey on mm-hmm. what you're most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think schools need to start adopting more and more education about this as well, because there's going to be kids who are away from their parents, who are away from their predators, um, who, you know, could be educated on this as well. Um, you know, and, um, I had another point there. What was my point? Um, I'll come back to it, but, um, you know, the education in the schools is, is super important too. Oh, I know what it was that, um, we were talking about how the kids are with these traffic victims, mm-hmm. you know, they're mm-hmm. living with their mom, mm-hmm. they're living in these big houses mm-hmm. and driving these beautiful cars. Yeah. And, um, I think that the turning point for both of these victims was that they realized that they, their daughters were, were being loved. Um, well, at least Rebecca's hers were being loved by, um, by their predator because you know they loved the daughter and that was part of why they stayed they knew the father figure whatever the daughter had no idea what was going on um but if if you're in this situation and you're being trafficked and your daughters or even sons are with you if you think that these aren't their next subjects they're oh, of course of trafficking course. victims um if you don't give two craps about the mom what do you care about the, the kids for yeah and they were convinced that they loved the, the kid enough that they weren't going to do that and then it's like the reality set in that Mm-mm. they're coming of age mm-hmm. and they are mm-hmm. going to be the next victims mm-hmm. of their traffickers and then that's the reality of the situation so um you know it's easy prey for them they don't have to oh. go out and look for more they've got them right there in the house well, and, and it's all they, they know them it's all those kids know yeah. so it's like what well, you know i mean you, you don't know, know. yeah that's if true. they know, because I don't think Rebecca's daughter knew, and it was almost like a sister wives situation there. They had a few different. Makes me um, sister wives. Yeah. Okay. Watch that show. Um, so, um, 
you know, both, both books are very different trafficking situations. Rebecca was the lover boy method where he preyed on her need or desire to have a family, to find love. And they would do that. Like they would manipulate, like, you know, that I love you. Let's go have a baby, you know, things like that. So she thought, okay, maybe he's coming around. The abuse will stop once we have a baby. Like mm-hmm. they just keep brainwashing yeah, keep them over and over again. And, um, you know, so if you, if you're ever curious how this stuff is going down, they're two really good books. Definitely give them a read, but, um, don't those, you know, and not to say that those like from the movie taken, that those don't happen. Those things are very real too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but was there anything from the, the, the officer that you spoke with? Um, I know he gave you some good insight on stuff, um, maybe from like the busts that they did. Cause there was a bust around here recently where they busted how many people like 150 or something like that. Um, oh, oh yeah, no, there's been some, there's been some huge stings that he said. And I think one more, uh, there was one uh, more recently. I think it happened. What are we? Twenty twenty two now. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Oh my gosh, I keep thinking we're still in twenty twenty one. I know. I don't um, know what the date is. Yeah, it was July twenty twenty one. They had one hundred and eleven people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in it rain, um, they arrested for anywhere from sex trafficking women to children. Uh, one was a twelve year old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, they're just, and, and of course, they, they, this was an online sting, I believe. They were getting them. But mm-hmm. one thing that, that was a takeaway from that these uh, traffickers are from all races, backgrounds, yes. ethnicities, socioeconomic, like genders. all genders. They all come in shapes and sizes. Um, so the, the officer I spoke with, he, he's with the um, Crimes Against Kids and in, in, um, Internet Crimes. So he was saying that. Um, his youngest victim that he ever worked with was 15 years old. Um, and she was, she fell into that kind of that lover boy, but she was, yeah, yeah, you know, she was promised money and things like that. Um, he, he sees a lot of what he deals with is a lot of, um, internet crimes and how they're, and so he'll pose to be, you know, um, victims or, Mm -hmm. you know, potential victims and things like that. But he, you know, he's like, it's troubled youth. They really, they normally don't come from a stable home. Right. Um, and, in so, yeah, I mean, he said that he's, he sees them crossing state lines. A lot of the times they'll take them and they'll move these victims across state lines. Um, these girls, so he said, so as far as like the, the I, my question was, because of course that house was near us, that was, how do we like busted twice? Yes. Yeah. Um, same house. Yeah. Same house. I'm like, okay, there are multiple women in there. There's a dude in there. Like I, I, I kind of picked his brain on like, well, what was that dynamic? Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And he said, um, you know, normally you've got um, what he called the, um, I think the bottom bitch, but she's actually the top. So she's your main girl. She's kind of like, what? what they kind of recruit She's them. the madam, I guess you the would madam. say. Okay. Um, yeah. And they help recruit. So you have women here that are helping brainwash these young girls. Because that's kind of how they get out though, too. Like they don't have to be in the game because they're now just managing the people Correct. below them. So they usually become, they call them, I think that's what he called them, a bottom bitch. I need to go back to my notes, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what he was. That's what they're, um, that's what they're told. That's what they're called. But they, um, yeah, they help recruit. They help keep the girls in line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they do these things, but, um, they, they become like moms. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they kind of run the household and they, and they do all this. And that's usually the pimp's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So she's the main one. Um, and so I asked, you know, cause then you've got the, you got the other girls 
And the, if they have children, they take turns watching each other's kids so they right. can go on these dates. Or in Rebecca's situation, they actually hired a nanny to watch the kids. Damn. Uh-huh. I'm in. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, so they, they help each other. It's kind of, it is kind of like a sister-wife situation yeah. where they were, you know, they, they come as a family unit and they, and they raise together um, as a family unit. But, um, yeah, so he, I'm kind of going over my notes. Yeah, He said um, – that uh, they oh they did change the law now paying for sex is now felony in Texas that was a huge yeah. win for law enforcement because huge. because before it was a misdemeanor yeah. and so he said how do we stop sex trafficking well you got to stop the customers yes. they wouldn't they wouldn't be doing this if there weren't if there weren't an interest industry for this and there weren't it wasn't lucrative for them to do this so here's another thing too uh, they they often are persecuting the, the females in this situation mm-hmm. who are in the sex trafficking mm-hmm. situation, they get them on the stings and they arrest them. And then their pimp pays the fine adds further to their debt yeah. and they, and then they end up with a record. So getting out of the life, that. which thank they have stopped God. that and they will, they'll try and work with these women. He says when they, when they do these stings and they find these women, they hope that by letting them go, they've planted a seed to say, you know, this is your safe zone. Mm-hmm. If you know, because the next time you get beat to a bloody pulp, please call us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That they find. So he hope that's what they're hoping that these women will will um, really seek them to get out of these situations, and then you know they'll help them. But um, yeah, because even though I mean, they if they were ending up with this like rap sheet, how are you going to get another job? You know, it just further keeps yeah, just, planted just, in this lifestyle. And they keep going back to the cycle keeps going. Yeah, you can't you can't stop it. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad to hear that they've stopped punishing the women because, you know, and I, I will say you and I had conversations before we even started researching this. And it was almost like, um, I think, I don't think that we were super aware of um, how unable they were to get out of the lifestyle. I think that we were a little bit um, uneducated ourselves about it. So, um, you know, feeling like they there was more willingness to be part of this lifestyle than there actually was. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think it's so good that they're changing the laws. I don't think that we can make a change or a dent in this unfortunate industry if we don't change the laws to stop persecuting the people who are victimized here. Um, so I think that that's a really good change. I'm, I was really, oh, for sure. That. For sure. Yeah. He said he's, they have, they have, they have mixed on that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that, you know, he's caught doctors. He's called oh, college students. I'm sure politicians. You're not thinking of and yeah, politicians. Celebrities. I'm I mean, sure. don't give me a start on that conspiracy theory. But <laughs> um, he, yeah, he said that you know these aren't your slimy little you know greasy dudes in the basement mm-hmm. looking at porn. You know these are sometimes affluent people. Yeah. Um, but he has done searches in low income areas and high income areas. Now, the area that Caitlin and I are, we definitely I wouldn't consider us like. I would say we're about middle, middle of the road as far as income goes, but we're not, you know, we're not low income. So yeah, when they busted that house twice, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Because, you know, and our, especially our neighborhood, everybody knows everybody. And we kind Mm -hmm. of like, it was very weird, but that's why they got busted because everybody knows everybody. They were seeing some shit. Yeah. Um, if girls are not profitable, they are kicked out. Yeah. Um, Or killed. Or killed. Uh, getting pregnant, they really don't want their girls or pregnant. Traded. Yeah, because then you can't put, you can't, yeah, um, you can't. Yep. Yeah. And so he was just saying that, 
you know, he was kind of describing how the ins and outs work for as far as that, that certain situation mm-hmm. is. But obviously, he said, you know, the Internet crimes is, is just an overwhelming task in itself. And, you know, that he could go on and on and on just just alone on Internet crimes um, and that these girls get robbed, raped, murdered. They're in constant danger. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, you know, they're treated like like trash. Yeah. Um, and then you go, so then I'm just going to spew off some facts or some statistics for Texas here in our in local to our area, for those that are listening here local to us. Um, you know, Texas has approximately 313,000 victims at any given moment. Jesus. We are near the I-35 corridor and, you know, that's a big, that's a big hot spot. Yeah. Yep. There's for, definitely hot for human right trafficking. Mm-hmm. So, um, it says, you know, according to the University of Texas um, School of Social Work, 234,000 adult victims of labor trafficking in Texas. There are at any given moment, and 79,000 of them are normally um, minors. Yeah, and I think refugees, too, because we see yeah. a lot of that in the Texas area. Didn't think about the refugees. That, and that's, you know, you see a lot of abuse in that situation because they don't have working papers and, you know, their green cards or whatever they need to work, so they are much more vulnerable to situations like that. States for... Um, High sex trafficking or human trafficking numbers and, and cases are um, Nevada, Texas, Florida, and California. We have the most cases. Yeah. Um, and then you know how we we talked about how they're how they're lured in so many different um, um, ways: force, kidnapping, brainwashing, um, so many different different ways. It's it's, it's really truly scary. Um, I always go back to, I cannot remember her name every time I tell you the story, Caitlin, but the girl that was, I think, was she in like Bermuda or Bahamas or something like that? The white girl that was taken by that white guy? Valley Holloway? No. Maybe, but they they still haven't found her. And like everybody thinks that she was somehow taken into a a human trafficking or sex trafficking ring. It's super possible that that's possible. No, that's where I always thought. I'm like, because some people are, oh, she's in the ocean. No, I think she's still alive and she's, well, maybe I don't know anymore, but um, yeah. So he he said, um, you you know, if you don't want to do away with you know social media and phones with your it isn't I get it I have kids my kids go yeah. to after school activities and having that phone yeah. on them is super helpful because I don't want them standing on the side of the school building if they got out thirty minutes earlier I right. want them to be able to call me he said but if you don't monitor their phones yeah he's like he's like I tell you if you if best thing don't let them have it second best thing monitor their phones yes. constantly check their phones um for things and um yeah he said uh that you know uh well and i think too like if you're if you're monitoring their phones because kids kids do stupid stuff like they just do um one of my mom's favorite sayings was don't be stupid while doing stupid stuff <laughs> and i mean these days they do have cell phones and their social media. Oh, it's everywhere. Just, if you're not watching, they're going to download those apps. They're going to yeah. create the accounts. They're going to monitor their computers. We all would have. We all would have. their stuff. As long as you were paying for it, whether it, even if they're in college, I don't care if they're I'm adults. Depressed. If you're paying for their stuff, yeah. you monitor it, you know, and educate them too as mm-hmm. to why you're doing it, you know, yeah. um, because they're going to get into stuff. And if they have, I mean, that's, I think, the scariest thing. When, when I was 16, when cell phones like became a thing, you got your own cell phone. And there wasn't social media. You couldn't do anything no. but call people. Those things just, those <laughs> things just typed a number in and then the Nokia's. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the Nokia's. You could have like a little ringtone that was like, like it was nothing. And you were hot shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
nowadays they are like many computers on the go with them. And if they don't understand the dangers that are out there, you want to try to like, that's why I try to talk to Nikki and, and dab into their resources a little bit, because if you don't know how to talk to them about this stuff, and then you just don't talk to them about that stuff, then you're sending them out into the world ill-equipped. And it was a different world than what we grew up in. And there's so much more vulnerability on your phone even. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, have those tough conversations with them and talk to them about what's out there um, and how to, how to have etiquette too. I mean, that's something else that I've talked to my kids about. Like you, your phone doesn't, you don't drive with your cell phone, you don't text and drive, you don't. um, But if somebody's talking to you, put your phone down. If you're having dinner, the phones go away, like having etiquette. And then you can kind of like weave in some of the dangers as well. um, Because otherwise kids are just going to be buried in their phones. Oh, I'm buried in my phone, but my parents have to. Um, yeah, well, yeah, no, I catch myself too. I'm like, okay, Tammy, actually pay attention. You know, my kid's saying something right. to me. I'm like, which one I'm actually listening. But I mean, wrong. I'm guilty of it myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as so, two other things that he said that really um, kind of were off topic, but not off topic. He said that uh, of the, the people that he's caught, you know, um, I guess we call them customers or clients or mm-hmm. dates or whatever you want to call them. Dates, yeah, uh, not one of these and efforts has gotten divorced from their wives. Oh, yeah. No, no, no women have time. left. Yeah. No women have left these guys. So, um, yeah. And then he said that, uh, man, there's, I had another takeaway and I totally lost my, my brain. I lost my mind, but yeah, I said, <laughs> I got, I got no divorces written in like all class. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, in Caitlin's book, she talked a lot about, um, you know, she'd be in the homes. One thing that she said that was so horrifying she was in this, the homes of some people. And like, there was one man who brought her to his daughter's bedroom to rape her. And he said, we're going to do it in here because, you know, you're better than her anyway. (gasps) You know, so these people don't think that they will avoid abusing their children if they have them or their wives. And their wives are probably in an abusive situation and can't get out of it too. Because if, I mean, if these men are going to abuse other women or other children, they will absolutely do the same thing. Um, with their own kids. So, yeah. um, and it's, and that was, you just, yeah, you just brought me around to my second, my second takeaway. Um, he said that most of these victims, these trafficked victims, um, minors right. are still going to school. Yeah. You know, a lot of these teenagers and things like that, they're still attending school and they're still living at home and they're still living these normal lives. So, you know, for parents to say, you know, we gotta, we gotta make sure this could easily be one of our kids yes. having living this complete other life. Yeah. Pay attention to where they go, the friends that they have, the things that they do. I mean, I tell my kids, I'm not here to be your friend. I love you, but I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your parent. Right. And there will come a time when you are over 18 and 21 years old and I can be your friend. Yeah. But I'll always keep, be the parent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. You'd say anything. I'm going to backhand you. But yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, just I'm here to keep you safe. I'm here to raise good human beings. Yes. And I, you know, a lot of this, yeah, I don't, I don't mind being the bad guy. The, when my kids, my, my son's eight. And if I, he asks me certain things like, you know, can I have chocolate chip cookies at 11 o'clock at night? And I say, no. no and he's like, you don't love don't me. Know. My mom doesn't love me. Yep. You got it right, boy. You know what I mean? I don't care. I'm like, I love you. You know, I love you. You just yeah. don't fit, but it's not hard. We used to kill my mom if I said that. Really? And even to this day, you all hate it. I'm like, Mom, that's what we were. Then you knew you were doing a good job. Yeah. If I hated you as a teenager, yeah. you were doing a good job because you were doing you were telling me not to do something stupid. Yes. 
So my four-year-old does that kind of stuff too. And I'll say, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're right. You're, I'm the worst mom ever. We'll just go find you a new one. He goes, no. Yeah. Or he'll go, you're the worst mom ever. He's four. I mean, you really went bottom of the barrel on that one. I don't think you can go any further down than that. I'm the worst. Yeah. And the then five minutes later, he's like, you're the best mom yeah. I've ever forever. Yeah. I mean, let them grow up. Don't, don't, don't let them take them a Yeah. I mean, yeah. let them, let them hate you. You want right to now. be hated. Yeah. That is in some ways, in some ways, you don't want to be hated for the wrong reasons. Yes. Yeah, I gotta say no. no. So, yeah. I'm, I tell my kids, I, I have to say no. I don't want to say no, but I have to say no. Yeah. But yeah. So that was, um, who knew? I who knew all of this, um, human trafficking and sex trafficking and yeah. a lot of it's happening in, in the DFW area right under our nose and of course yeah. in other states, but more so in, in, in our area. Yeah. So like we said in the last podcast, make sure that you keep that phone number into your, in your phone, like save the sex trafficking hotline, save the domestic hotline or violence hotline. Um, there's all the suicide awareness, you know, whatever, save those in your phone because you never know when you're going to need them. And, you know, Google, you can Google it, I guess on your own phones, but you never know when you're going to need it. So just have it readily available. Um, because those things are out there, be aware of the stuff. And there are opportunities even with a 21 and other organizations, because they're all over the place, um, that you can get involved. You can volunteer. They, you, some of them have actual paid jobs too, but you can volunteer, um, to get involved and help out, um, as well. But you know, just don't, don't just think, you know, because you've seen an episode on TV, mm-hmm. like we have, mm-hmm. and that's how we were, you know, until we did enough research on it and realized, holy moly, there's a whole other world to this. And we just, we can't turn a blind eye to it anymore. So, um, you know, we probably could go on and on for hours about this, um, but we won't keep talking your ear off. You know, we'd love to continue the conversation over on social media. If you have anything else um, to contribute to it. If you, or, have a case, if you know of a, per, a particular yeah. case that you'd like us yeah. to cover. Yeah. And hopefully we will be able to eventually get a chance to talk to Rebecca and or any, you know, another survivor, because there's so much more to this that we didn't get a chance to talk about on this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we'll get back to, to our old funny selves. Yes. <laughs> Tammy's weird humor. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this one was just a little bit Can't too heavy for us one, to yeah. joke. So, um, you know, we hope that it was educational for you and that we were able to bring some awareness and that you continue this conversation with your family and your friends. Um, feel free to recommend the podcast. Please recommend the podcast. Yes. There's our shameless plug. Yeah. Um, because we just want to be able to educate and prevent even just one more person from not being trafficked. Um, so, you know, just get educated. That's all I can say is just go out and do your own research and get educated. There's books and audiobooks and shows and articles and news programs. Like just there's information out there. Don't ignore it. Don't no, ignore it anymore. No. Um, and don't so. assume that, you know, if we all think we're invincible and it's not happening in our area, it is. Yeah. Or that it could it happen to you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it could, you know, oh, absolutely. it could happen to you, your kids. I mean, every tracking victim is a son or a daughter someone yeah just think about that like help those people who can't necessarily be helped because their parents aren't involved or you know I mean people in foster care are probably even more uh eligible or or available for these kind of things um Mm -hmm. you know because they don't have that person in their life necessarily talking to them about this stuff and telling them more vulnerable there's the word the word of the hour right yeah so um anyway uh that's what we've got for today but um you know if you get a chance follow us on social media instagram and facebook at moms who talk crime and um 
you know, if you have suggestions, like we were saying, feel free to write to us at moms who talk crime at gmail.com. We're going to provide all the information um, in the show notes for this, but you know, feel free to reach out to us. If you're liking the podcast, this is episode full episode number four, please, please, please leave us a review. Nobody's going to find us if we don't start getting some reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> review us. Mom, please. Get on there. <laughs> hey, Dad, I know you're listening. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> leave a review. Um, yeah. We're up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google, Amazon, you know, constantly trying to add to the list there, but get, leave us a review where you listen and send us the best thing you could do is recommend us to somebody that, you know, so please, you know, do all of those things. If you love us, we you would do you this. love us. Yeah. We're, we're like, <laughs> show us like love. Mind games. Yeah. Yeah. If you love us, you would do it. Yeah. <laughs> we won't believe it until we see a review. So please yeah. Yeah. get out there and leave a review and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.